Welcome back to In The Sheets and today's episode is the Great WAP Debate. Now, for those of you who are unaware, WAP is a song by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and it stands for Wet Ass Pussy. And there's going to be a lot of pussy talk in today's episode, but what I really want to focus on is a lot of double standards. For decades, men have been rapping and making music about women's bodies, talking about getting pussy, eating pussy, getting their dick wet. But now that women want to start to rap about their own bodies and their own sex life, people suddenly have a problem with it. Now, the song WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion came out in 2020, and it is personally one of my favorite songs and the favorite song of a lot of women of my age group. But it did cause quite a stir when it came out because it is quite explicit. Um, some of the lyrics include get a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy, put this pussy right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. Things like that. Very, very explicit, which I personally love and think we need more of. But this song caused a lot of commotion, especially with a lot of men. Now, with all of this commotion, there are countless examples that I could talk to you about, but I'm going to focus on two today. And the first one comes from a Republican congressman, not surprising, named James P. Bradley. And he tweeted, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are what happens when children are raised without God and without a strong father. Their new song, The WAP, which I heard accidentally, made me want to pour holy water in my ears. And I feel sorry for the future girls if this is their role model. And the second example that I'm going to read you came from U.S. conservative Ben Shapiro. As well as mocking the song in an interview, he tweeted, My only concern is that the women involved, who apparently require a bucket and a mop, get the medical care they require. My doctor wife's differential diagnosis, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or trichinomus. Um, Or to put it into another less delicate way, In his opinion, a woman who gets wet in his presence is suffering from a disease, according to him and his wife. Now, I personally feel very, very sorry for his wife if that's what his opinion is. But as as well as mocking this song and tweeting that, he is basically perpetuating what has been going around in society for so many years that there is so little knowledge on women's pleasure and arousal and just female anatomy in general that he thinks that a pussy that is very wet like they describe in the song is an actual medical condition. Now, I don't know what kind of uh, sex life him and his wife have, but a wet pussy is a good thing. You want your woman to be as wet as possible. You want her to be dripping before you even engage in any sexual activity. That is the sign that she is turned on and ready for sex. And this continuous belief just continues to circle around, especially around a lot of conservative men like this, that this is a bad thing, that a woman shouldn't be turned on, a woman shouldn't be aroused, and they don't even understand how basic female anatomy and pleasure works, that they should be aroused and turned on and super, super wet. So I could do an entire episode in itself on the misinformation spread about female pleasure, but that was just an example that I wanted to share about some of the opinions from especially conservative men that were circulating around this debate when this song was released. And it's really going to highlight what I want to speak about, which is the double standards when it comes to women and men talking about female pleasure, and especially in pop culture and the music industry. I'm sure you guys have heard so many songs by male R&B artists, you know, like R. Kelly, Kanye, Chris Brown, the list honestly goes on and on. I can think of it 
example of a lyric off the top of my head of a Kanye song where he says, eating Asian pussy, all I need was sweet and sour sauce. And when this song was released, I don't think I heard anyone say anything about that. And that was honestly one of the more tame lyrics of that song. But for some reason, it is perfectly acceptable for men to rap and to sing about sex, to talk about women's bodies like they own them, to talk about things like rape, to talk about women wanting it, to talk about getting their dick wet, to talk about all of these very, very explicit things. And as soon as women start to talk about their own pleasure, that's when people have a big, big problem with it. So along with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and their amazing songs where they talk about sex, their own bodies, their pussies, their sex lives, all of these amazing explicit things, which I think should be talked about more and normalized. We have other artists like Nicki Minaj, who was one of the first to do it, Little Kim, Doja Cat, and so many others. And they are finally taking ownership of their own bodies and rapping about themselves and their own sex lives rather than just letting the men of the industry do it for them. So why is it that people have such a problem with these amazing, incredible, strong female musicians rapping and singing about their own bodies and sex. And a lot of it comes down to consent. So you will see this all the time in pop culture that people have an issue with women talking about sex because consent is actually involved. And again, I could do an entire episode on this about the way that a lot of people get off on lack of consent. But as soon as a woman is talking about herself and her own body, that's when it becomes a problem. It's only okay when other people are talking about her body like they own it or other people are rapping about having sex with her. The consent part is the big, big issue. And again, this comes back to a lot of things that I've experienced firsthand, especially OnlyFans, for an example, when it comes to content being leaked. Um, People love to look at leaked content and slut shame the people that are in those videos. And they think it's completely okay to share those things around. But as soon as someone wants um, them to pay for content, they are just like, this is not okay. Why would I pay for this when I can get it for free? And it's the lack of consent that people get off on. People don't want to acknowledge that someone is in control, especially a woman is in control of her own body and her own sexual pleasure. They want to be able to access it without her consent. Basically, they want to be able to access it without her um, control, without her expressed consent and without her being okay with it they don't want her to feel pleasure they don't want her to have any control and this is a big power and this is a big power play when it comes to a lot of men and their relationship with women is they get off on that power dynamic of being in control being seen as more important and being seen as above the woman in terms of their sexual pleasure and getting off on it And continuing on talking about the lack of consent, women are taught from society and from everyone that we know from a young age that our bodies are not ours. You know, we have sex for men. It is our job to be desirable for men. It is our job to be good in bed for men. It's our job to please our husbands, our boyfriends, God knows who else, but we are never taught to take control of our own sexual pleasure. Our pleasure is always for everyone else and not us. So we are taught this from such an early age. So of course, it's completely normal that no one would bat an eye at men rapping about having sex with all of these women and talking about their pussies like this because that's just what's normal in our society. It's normal for men to talk explicitly about women like this. But as soon as women do it, that's what's not normal because unfortunately we are taught that our bodies do not belong to us and God forbid we want to have sex and talk about sex. 
And the third main issue is that women are just genuinely shamed for sex. Women are shamed for enjoying sex. We are slut shamed. We are called whores. We are called all of these different names. I have talked about this immensely in my first episode, Let's Talk About Sluts. But we are criticized. We are made fun of. We are shamed. We're talked about behind our back. If we enjoy sex, if we talk about enjoying sex or basically anything to do with sex, this starts very, very early on. We are sexualized from such a young age. We Again, going back to we are taught that our bodies are no longer ours and the whole issue with the power play and lack of consent. But I have been shamed my entire life for enjoying sex. I've been shamed for being open about my sex life, talking about my sex life and being open about the fact that I love sex and that I want to have a lot of sex. And many, many women are in the same boat. And we are also taught this when it comes to pop culture and what we influence. You look at so many TV shows and the amount of slut shaming that's in it. I've actually just recently been um, rewatching Sex in the City, which was such a progressive TV show for the 90s and early 2000s. And rewatching it, I'm I'm sitting here thinking of the character Samantha, who everyone kind of knows is very sexually open. She loves to have a lot of sex. And for a show that is about sex, this character is slut shamed so many times. And I've actually lost track of how many times she was slut shamed by other characters in the show and her own friends in this show. And this is in a TV show that is supposed to be sex positive and supposed to talk openly about sex. That's in that type of TV show. That doesn't even come into fact when we talk about the other pop culture references we have, other TV shows, movies, music, um, celebrity interviews, jokes about other celebrities, all the slut shaming that we consume on a daily basis. We are constantly told that women are not allowed to be open about sex. Women are not allowed to enjoy sex. And God forbid, if a woman does, she's a whore. So of course, when you get some amazing, beautiful, strong, powerful women and they're making music about their wet ass pussies, you're going to have a lot of people biting back at this, but this is the best part. And it just brings me so much joy because people are actually finally starting to wake up and realize that this is a massive problem that we need to start dealing with. The fact that women are finally starting to talk about their sex lives and music so openly is an, is a fantastic thing because men have been doing this for decades and no one's ever batted an eyelid and we need to start changing this narrative because I want to hear more songs talking about pussies. I want to hear more songs talking about sex. I want to hear more songs talking about blowjobs and all of these amazing sexual things because guess what we actually get a lot of education from them because again living in such a repressive society that shames women's sexuality we don't get a chance to hear a lot of things about sex so I think the more sexual references we have in pop culture the better because we're going to start normalizing it and we're going to learn some things for example Megan the Stallion she raps a lot about sex in her songs and I'm a big fan of hers but A common theme is that she goes on and on in a few songs about how she never fakes orgasms. I'm not going to quote it word for word as I don't know the lyrics off by heart, but there are multiple examples in her songs where she's always talking about that if the man is bad, she's not going to fake it to please him because she deserves the pleasure. And this in itself is such an amazing message to be sending to women 
and men. Because again, going back to that notion that women are taught that our bodies do not belong to us, women are told to fake orgasms to please the man. Oh, we don't want to hurt his feelings. Don't tell him the truth if he's bad. Just pretend, just fake an orgasm so that he feels good about himself. That's what we're taught to do. And she's just like, fuck that. If he's bad, I'm going to tell him and it's I deserve to have orgasms too. And I fucking love this message because it is taking back our sexual power and it is taking back ownership of our bodies in a time where we really, really need to start doing this because this narrative is starting to change and these types of lyrics and songs are going to help push that narrative forward. We need to be teaching women that your pleasure is for you and for no one else. And so you should be orgasming in sex. And if you're with a guy who's bad in bed, tell him, educate him, let him get better. Don't fake your orgasm to please him because then you're just perpetuating this idea that sex is not for us, it's for men. But sex is for us. We deserve pleasure. We deserve orgasms. And it's about time we started taking those back because we own our bodies. Men do not. And then this also ties into the quote that I was reading from Ben Shapiro earlier, where he genuinely thinks that a wet pussy is something medically wrong because there is so much misinformation out there about women's sexuality and women's pleasure. So the more sexual references we have from women, from the perspective of women in pop culture, the better we are going to help change this narrative and to educate people. People need to start learning these things because we're not taught them growing up because again, we're shamed for women's sexuality. So there is so much misinformation out there about sexuality, about female sexual pleasure. And it's about time we start talking about this with an open attitude and a positive attitude in a way that's not shameful and taboo in a way that we don't punish women for it and from the perspective of women so that we can start educating people like Ben Shapiro so that he can actually have a better understanding around how vaginas work. Now, something else I want to quickly add is that a lot of people also had a problem with these artists rapping about their bodies. And not only was it to do with the fact that they are women talking about sex and female pleasure, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that these are women of color talking about sexual pleasure. And women of color have a long history of being um, discriminated against in pop culture and in society in general. And people definitely just have a lot of negative associations when it comes to women of color talking about sex. They automatically think of them as vulgar, of lesser than them, of classless, all of these types of things. And now I myself as a white privileged person do not have the extensive knowledge to talk around to talk in detail about a lot of this, but I just wanted to bring this to your attention because that in itself is a whole nother issue. And I do plan on having a few guests on this podcast, um, women of color to talk about their experiences with this and how women like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj are starting to pave the way forward for women of color in society. Um, But I just really wanted to highlight that because that in itself is a really big issue that I really hope you guys actually start researching and looking into. So we've, come to the conclusion that women like this in pop culture talking about sexuality are shamed because of three main reasons. But again, I want to go back to the whole women are shamed for sex reason because this is why I believe it's so important that we normalize this type of conversation in pop culture and normalize women talking about their bottom, um, talking about their sexuality and their pleasure because it takes our power back. So it takes back that ownership of our bodies, of our sexual pleasure from others back to us. And it makes us feel confident. It makes us feel in control of our bodies. It makes us feel hyped up, feel sexy, feel powerful because sexual 
energy and sexual pleasure is so powerful to humans. And once you're in control of that, the world is literally unstoppable when you can tune into your own sexual pleasure and your own sexual empowerment. And I just want to use um, my dance classes as an example here. So I do um, heels dancing and we dance to a lot of music by these types of artists. And the way that I watch women who first join, they're not very confident. They're not very sure of themselves. They don't really know how to be in their body or, you know, nevertheless be sexual in their body. The way that I watch them turn into something else when this music comes on, the music just kind of lets them drop out of their heads and into their bodies. They feel connected with themselves. They feel connected with this beautiful, divine, feminine, sexual energy. And it's one of the most beautiful, liberating things to watch, especially as my, as another woman. And it's something that is just really not common in our society. We've got so many women who are so disconnected from their bodies because they don't understand their own sexual pleasure. They don't know how to be sexual in a positive and beautiful way because we're taught that sex is bad. Like we're taught that women thinking about sex, speaking about sex and acting about sex is bad. So the more music that we have like this, the more we can help women feel confident and sexy and powerful in themselves. And I have seen it firsthand. And when women step into their sexual power and become liberated like this, it just unlocks this incredible, powerful energy. And we are just so much more amazing. Like women are already incredible creatures, but when you've got a woman who is in tune with her body and her sexuality, she is just on another fucking level of powerful and beautiful and these types of references in pop culture are going to help push this narrative forward like they're going to help break down these stigmas around sex around our sexuality and pleasure and teach us more about our bodies and help us step into this powerful feminine energy like I myself used to be incredibly disconnected from my body sexually and it was always for show it was never for me I was always sexual because I wanted attention. I was never sexual for myself because it felt good for me to do it. And through music like this and through dancing and through being able to connect and step into my body, I found my own sexual power and the confidence that I have built from that and the love for myself, the love for my, for my soul, for my body, for who I am, like really deep down as a person, as my, in my feminine core, has really come from a lot of these sexual references, like these sexual songs, like music like this. I actually remember dancing to the song WAP and just feeling so powerful and so confident and connected to my body and so sure of myself. It was a type of confidence that I had never had before. And that music allowed me to really step into my own sexual power and just be myself and have that sexual power be for me to feel confident and sexy in myself for myself rather than for anyone else. So the reason I wanted to make this podcast today was because I was actually driving this morning and the song WAP came on and it just reminded me of when I saw these tweets online a couple of years ago and just being so honestly frustrated about it because of the double standards, because of the amount of music I've listened to from male artists talking about, you know, female pussies and sex and our bodies in this way. But as soon as women did it, it was a problem. So I really kind of reminded myself of the way that I felt back then. And I wanted to channel this into this podcast today into a way that I could help, you know, educate people on. And I was talking to a friend of mine this morning about when I had this idea to make this podcast today and they brought up to me, they're like, I have never thought of that before. And that's the thing. People never really think about it this way because we're so conditioned to just follow society and follow the narratives that are given to us is that when 
I tell people about these double standards in music, people are like, oh, I didn't even think of that, but it's so, it, it's so true. Like there is a huge double standard and that is why I'm making this podcast because I believe it's really important because we we deserve to have more sexual, powerful references like this from incredibly strong, sexual empowered women in our society and in our pop culture to help women like us realize that this is okay. We can step into our own pleasure and we can be sexual about our own bodies and that our bo- our bodies belong to us and no one else. And that being sexual is a good thing and nothing to be ashamed of. So I hope you got some things out of this podcast today. Clearly, I'm quite passionate about this topic and there are going to be so many episodes in the future where I'm going to go way de- way deeper into some of the things I talked about today. But this was the main thing I really wanted to just kind of bring some awareness and education to because I believe that the first step in changing this narrative and paving a better future for women and women's sexuality is to actually just be aware of it in the first place and to start the conversation, start talking about it and start questioning why we live like this and why we have these really sexist and judgmental beliefs around women's sexuality. So I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please share it on your socials, give it a five-star rating, send me a message. And if you would like me to talk about any topics like this in future podcasts, please feel free to message me on Instagram. I am very clearly passionate about female sexuality. So you, you know, there'll be a lot of episodes like this in the future, but until then I will see you in the next episode.